Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Today, we have a tricky relationship question that happened over the course of 16 years. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my ex-fiance, 30-year-old female, came back in my life five years after she cheated in my 31-year-old male life and wants us to get married. I just made this throwaway account so she probably won't know. Backstory, my ex-fiance cheated on me when she went to the USA for her MD five years ago. We live in India. Then she stated the reason that I wasn't earning enough and the person she found is much more compatible with her. We were engaged at the moment we both met through our common family friends as to get married. Arranged marriages in India is a lot more common than a lot of other countries, so we nearly dated and knew each other for a year before she went to the USA for her MD, as I mentioned earlier. I'm a government employee, IPS, in my state. I do earn a good amount of money according to Indian standards. So when she broke up the engagement and we knew the reason why, her family was in a pretty bad position as cheating is treated really harsh here and a lot of rumors about me and my family also started, but we made it through. So for the current situation, my ex-fiance came back from the US after completing her MD in 2021. I don't know exactly when. After that again, she went radio silent, and in January of 2023, she out of nowhere started to message me asking how I was and other small details. I didn't want any drama, so I just talked with her in a civil manner and thought nothing of it, and then she started to call too, which was weird. She told me that she was sorry that she cheated and I genuinely thought she wanted forgiveness, so be it. I also didn't want to hold a grudge and then she came to my bungalow. I still don't know how she got the address. We government officials are allotted bungalow by the government. She came and started to talk about how her time in the USA was the greatest and all then suddenly she proposed of us getting married again. I refused as she had cheated already and since then she's been pushing for it. Her family as well as the common family which introduced her and me are forcing us now and how that was just a mistake. Same things happening with my extended family. My parents and sister understand that cheating is a big problem and aren't forcing me so I'm pretty sure I'm not going back. But why did she come back? She'll make like four times my money in maybe four or so years. So yeah that's my story. I don't know if it's just like a comfort thing, if maybe their family is kind of influencing them to go back. Whatever it is, I just surely hope that OP does not go back to that. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is my 34-year-old female, boyfriend, 39-year-old male, needs to argue about everything, and it's driving me mental. As the title states, I'm at the end of my rope. I've tried countless times to talk about this and it always, without a doubt, ends up being my fault. Either I'm a nag or get accused of being too sensitive or get called a hypocrite for doing the same thing, which I know for a fact to be untrue as I've become extremely aware of what comes out of my mouth over the last two and a half years. A few examples he's gotten mad at me. Mad I told him he shouldn't damage someone's car who cut him off in traffic. 
mad because I told him to stop poking me with his you-know-what when he got off work early and I was trying to work, was told I ruin everything and made him feel stupid because I can't have fun, mad because I didn't respond the way he wanted when we were hooking up, was told I need to think about someone other than myself, mad because I made a face when he was talking about damaging another person's vehicle who cut him off in traffic and lives around the corner, Mad because I woke him up when there was a bat flying around the apartment. Said I should have let him sleep because what the freak is he supposed to do? He apologized after, but then when the bat was gone, we were talking and all of a sudden he goes, Just stop, Kay. Often he'll just tell me to stop talking. This is just the last 24 hours. The reason I've been hesitant to leave is because he's very good at gaslighting and, like I mentioned earlier, will always say, Well, you do the same thing all the time. I just don't say anything for the sake of our relationship. He goes from telling me how much he loves me to, I'm so freaking sick of your crap and threatening to move out, which he's done at least four times since the end of March. I'm not sure how to explain, but I guess I'm asking for tips on how I can build up the proof and reassurance I need that it's not me and I'm not the problem so that I can make a decision and not be affected by him trying to turn the tables on me. At this point, I'm marking days on the calendar we don't fight or he doesn't make me feel stupid or inferior in some way. There's no days marked this month yet. I feel like emotionally this might be borderline abuse and that's why it's so difficult to leave. The push-pull-love-bomb-repeat cycle. Any help would be greatly appearing. How can I gain the confidence to make the decision? I don't think I can fix this. I kinda don't care to either. Edit, after sitting in separate rooms in silence after him getting mad at me. Yeah, he came into the room all sad looking and asked, Do you even want to be with me anymore? I replied, I'm just feeling frustrated because you've been getting mad at me for everything the last few days, and I don't feel as though I'm doing anything to deserve it. It makes me wonder if you even want to be with me anymore, because I can't seem to do anything right. He then goes on about how it's only fair he can nitpick me because I do it to him all the time, so I asked if he was doing this intentionally and he said no then cut me off. Don't worry, I'll be gone before the end of the month. So, I don't know if there's any greater issues going on with this guy, but it doesn't sound to me like what you have is currently functioning. I mean, to me, OP kind of sounds already done with this. He might flip-flop and say, oh, don't worry, I'll be gone, but I think that's just a manipulation tactic, hoping that you come crawling back to him again. In my opinion, it definitely doesn't seem too healthy for OP. Our next story is, I, 29-year-old female, tried to end things with my 31-year-old male boyfriend. He didn't seem to get the message, and now I feel stuck in some kind of limbo. I've been with my, 29-year-old female, boyfriend, 31-year-old male, for 9 months. Things haven't been going great and I came to the conclusion that I wanted to end the relationship. Went to have a conversation with him on Monday and it turned into him breaking down about his mental health and how he's struggling. It railroaded the conversation and we agreed to take a step back and focus on ourselves instead of our relationship. I meant this as we should just be friends for now and see how things go. I thought he was on the same page, but apparently not. He still tells me he loves me on a constant basis and it's getting rough. He's in a fragile state at the moment, and I don't want to make it worse, but I also don't know how to handle the situation, so I get some space from him. I'm really unsure on what to do. It definitely feels like a heavy burden, but you can't allow somebody else to use their mental health as a way to trap you into a relationship. 
I just don't think it's something you can tolerate because if you give them that ammo, how likely is it the next time you want to turn around and finally have that convo about ending it, they're just going to use it again as a way to say, back off and don't do it. Our next story is, what should I, male 57, do here? Someone, male 70, I offered to help is getting very demanding. I was told an old friend of my family was in a bad position, poor health and no one around to help. So I looked into it and after talking to the guy, I offered to help him until he could find some other means to get by. This was about a year ago. I don't want to make this very long, but I want to put enough details that people will understand. I know y'all are like bloodthirsty sharks in here. I want to make sure you know whatever you need to know, and if you don't know, just ask I'll fill in anything I leave out. At first, I'd hired a nurse slash aide to help, and was having groceries and supplies delivered. I've helped other people in the past, and this has been enough to get them back on their feet. He was injured in a fall and supposed to get better. If not, I have no problem helping them access other avenues like finding cheaper housing, etc. After a week or two, he said he felt the nurse had been impatient and rough with him. We replaced the nurse. Then the delivery guy had been casing the joint. Apparently he was certain he had stolen his gate key. After a few replacements, he just fired the nurse company altogether and told us not to hire another one. So we didn't. He complained about the delivery people until I finally asked one of the people who work for my company if they wouldn't mind delivering this man's groceries. They'd been looking for more hours and were happy about it. I paid them and also the guy's a decent tipper. I could assure them that they were fully background checked and he liked that idea. So it was great for a while and then he starts asking for other stuff. Like everything started to have to be a very specific brand name and usually they would be items only sold at certain specialty shops, so instead of going to the Target or something, you know, my employee was running all over town now. Then he would get picky about the state of produce or the quality of deli meat and want to have them exchange it, and tell my employee to complain to a manager for him, demand the call be recorded so he could be sure the message got across. He would complain that the plastic bags weren't up to par and demand they take them all back and ask for the right ones. He wasn't having them handle his banking specifically in person with bank employees because he didn't trust ATMs or online and it would be large amounts of cash in a bag. My employee felt unsafe. It was getting out of hand. My employee came to me and told me and I spoke to him and asked him if he had anything lined up yet and he had done nothing. He claims he feels safest with my employee and isn't interested in finding other help. I think he's lonely and deprived of attention and is acting out somehow with this employee, who is extra smiley and friendly as a person so I understand why he likes them. It's the whole reason I thought of them. So what do I do? I told the guy that my employee has a busy life outside of helping him and asked that he try to consolidate his requests because it was starting to become overwhelming. He was apologetic and didn't ask for much at first, but is slowly going back to his old ways already. We need to get him help somehow, and I don't know how to sort of force it on him, because he's not obviously mentally unstable or anything. He communicates well and doesn't forget things. He claims everyone we offer as a replacement to my employee will harm him somehow, and he can only trust this person, and sending another employee likely won't make him less himself. I know one relative of his who has no interest in helping. They're the one who reached out, but they made it clear there was nothing they could or maybe would do. Should I start researching to see who else might be able to step in? I feel bad, but what is the best thing I can do? 
What is the choice I can make that will have the least bad consequences to everyone? If you're wanting to provide for this guy, I say provide the best you can and don't tolerate his toddler tantrums that he's kind of having. Obviously, if you're going to provide him with stuff, provide him with what he needs, try to give him reassurance. And honestly, I think it's not unethical to rebuff every time he has some kind of fit about something or somebody. I mean, really, you either do that and put up with them, or you kind of let them complain until they just start back defending for themselves and, I mean, best of luck, but they're not going to be able to do much themselves. Our next story is, how do I, 26-year-old female, stop seeing all the women in my boyfriend's, 29-year-old male, life as competition? This might sound awful, but since I, 26-year-old female, have been in a relationship, I find it hard to trust the women around my significant other, 29-year-old male. We've been dating for three years and we live together. Some of these women have given me reasons not to, especially the women he works with. He's so wonderfully honest with me and I genuinely believe him and trust him with all I've got. But he tells me these stories of women he works with who, despite knowing he's in a relationship, will give him the eyes and make subtle advances. I'm glad he's aware and how honest he is because he doesn't have to tell me any of this and I'd never even find out. His company is a large one so they don't allow significant others to accompany company parties and happy hours and I haven't been able to make my presence physically known to the women he works with who have crossed these boundaries. One of them have actually even met me but loves to walk all over me. I feel rage against these women and a sense of disbelief. I was raised to believe how women need to support other women and build each other up. How could another woman not realize this boundary? Even if I were single and I knew a coworker is in a relationship, my behavior would innately reflect the boundaries I draw. I would never give them any signs of attraction, even if I was attracted to them, it's just wrong. And when I witness other women doing this to me, it truly renders trust issues in me for all women. I want to stop seeing them as competition. But every time a woman comes around in our lives, my first thought is, would she cross me? Have sneaky feelings for my significant other? And make me look like a fool? I understand this stems from feelings of insecurity as well, where I'm allowing my fears to engulf me. The thought that they might steal my man is something that I know is irrational considering I trust him, but it's the women that I'm unable to trust. It's their audacity to disrespect me and my relationship with him, which makes me see them as competition. I'm not this person though. A little confused and consumed, yes, but I don't want to go through this entire relationship worrying about women like that. I want to be able to trust them again. I just don't know how. I want to see them in a different light, but I'm so scared of looking like a fool. How do I change that? Honestly, I feel like this starts with just having even more communication between OP and their partner especially if there's some kind of agreement between them where she understands and knows that if behavior like this is going on, her boyfriend is going to shoot it down and make it clear that he's not interested. I don't want OP to come across as overbearing to their boyfriend as far as these insecurities go. It's definitely more of a personal thing that OP does have to overcome, but if that trust is there, I think you just have to rely on that. This next story is, I, 21-year-old female, am considering dumping my boyfriend, 27-year-old male, because my parents are essentially financially coercing me into it. So I moved back in with my parents after college in order to save up some money before getting my own place. This was a plan that my parents and I... 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Came up with together, and the agreement was that I'd help out with the chores around the house, and would chip in for the bills, but I wouldn't be paying any rent. Essentially the same as it worked when I was living here at 16, and got my first job. Living at home was going fine, until shortly after I started dating my boyfriend. He didn't have a job and was living on his friend's couch, but that friend was moving to a new apartment, and so my boyfriend wasn't going to have a place to stay. My mom heard him mention this and she immediately invited him to move in with us. She didn't clear this with me first, she just invited him to move in all on her own. And then I couldn't say no because I was on the spot. The fact that my mom was the one who moved him into the house is the big point of contention in all of this, from my perspective. After my boyfriend moved in, the new arrangement was that he'd be taking over most of the household chores in order to earn his keep. But it turned out that my boyfriend and my parents really just don't get along with each other at all. They don't like having him in the house all the time and he feels like they're asking him to do an unreasonable amount of labor. They both think that the other ones monopolize my time too much and they just keep getting into dumb spats with each other over everything. Because of this, my parents have now told me that if I keep living with them, I have to start paying $200 a week in rent since right now I only make $1,400 a month at my job, paying that amount in rent with my other expenses would mean that I can hardly save up anything and defeats the purpose of me living home at all. My parents said that the reason they went back on the original agreement is because they don't like my boyfriend living here, or him, or that I'm with him, and the rent is explicitly a punitive measure. I obviously don't think this is reasonable of them, because they were the ones who invited him to live here in the first place. And I think they kind of know this as well. I feel that they're really just trying to pressure me into breaking up with him, but without having to do something like kicking him out of the house so it won't have to be their fault. 
Although they said otherwise, I'm 99% sure that if I broke up with my boyfriend, my parents would let the whole thing go and we'd get back to the original agreement where I wasn't paying rent. That said, I don't feel great about the idea of breaking up with him because my parents coerced me into it. Even though I think it does make the most sense as a solution to the problem, I was looking for an apartment, but I don't think I can afford one yet and I don't know when the weekly rent is supposed to start. Advice? Honestly, I feel like I'd want to gather everybody around and lay it out for what it is and point out to everybody in the same room that they were the ones who brought him in. If they regret it, that's between them and him and that is so unfair to put extra expenses or any punitive measures on OP for something they did. It might rock your relationship a bit to have that sit down with everybody there, but I think that's the best way to handle it personally. This next story is struggling with soon-to-be ex-husband, 28-year-old male, dating the girl, 22-year-old female, he cheated on me, 28-year-old female, with. My soon-to-be ex-husband and I have been separated for about five weeks. We split because I discovered he was having an emotional and possibly physical affair with his younger co-worker, and he didn't even attempt to apologize or reconcile. Him and I were together for almost 11 years, married for 9 months. He was my first and main support system. We don't speak. We've removed each other from socials and it's been rough on me mentally. I'm feeling extremely upset and bitter because he's now dating the girl he cheated on me with. I guess I expected them not to last and wanted to convince myself he wasn't in love with her. He was professing his love to her in DMs changed her contact to my love and they've been spending a lot of time together. He has yet to file for divorce and claims he needs to save money to do so. At this point, I'm ready for this to be over so I'm thinking of filing myself, even if that means paying for it. Any advice on how to cope with this? It hurts that we spent 11 years together and he threw me and our relationship away for someone else like it was nothing and tells this girl how much more he loves her than me and that she's his soulmate. It also crushes me to know he's being intimate with someone else. 100% do what you gotta do to get out of that situation. The more you're in it, the more you're exposed to it, I think it's only gonna get worse and worse. Even if you yourself have to buck up and pay the lawyer fees, I think it's better than having this lingering and ongoing and waiting for them to eventually have enough money for it. Our next story is former friend with benefits, 26-year-old male, contacts me, 30-year-old female, out of the blue after one year and wants to start dating. I met F in March 2022 and we were friends with benefits for a bit, after which he met a girl he was interested in pursuing so it all frizzled out. Important note, we'd never been on an actual date before but we got along extremely well and had interesting conversations. After more than one year, last week he contacted me out of the blue and asked me to go grab a bite together to catch up. I was extremely suspicious of his intentions and guessed he wanted mental health advice. I'm in the field, so I'm extremely used to friends and acquaintances doing this. We met last night, and to my surprise, he told me he's in the process of breaking up with his girlfriend. Toxic relationship from what he's told me. He's been thinking about me a lot and he's sorry he's never pursued things further with me when he had the chance, because he really likes me as a person. He then told me he would really like to get to know me better once the situation with his girlfriend is sorted out, and he asked me whether I'd be open to start dating once he's single. He specified he needs some time alone to process the end of his relationship before jumping into another one, so it would be casual in the beginning, but he's excited to see where things between us could go. I was extremely taken aback by this, 
and impulsively told him I'd like that too, but now I'm second-guessing myself and wondering if this is all a giant red flag waving in my face. I was clear in stating I'm not meeting up with him again until the situation with his girlfriend is sorted, and he wholeheartedly agreed, stating he wanted to do things right. Now, to be clear, I like him. I'm extremely attracted to him. Conversation is interesting and engaging, and from what I know about him, he'd be the type of guy I could see myself building something long-term with, so I'm afraid my judgment could be severely biased. Help? I could definitely understand where there's a lot of concern that this is a rebound, or this is just a situation where one thing is ending for them, so they want to reach out and make sure they still have something, so that when they finally let go of one person they still got another person immediately there, or just trying to secure some kind of easy romp now that the relationship is ending or something, but at the same time I'm usually a person who likes to give a chance. And honestly, if OP seems interested, I don't see the big issue in going on a date or two if it's especially keeping it casual. I think you can feel it out. This next story is, husband of 14 years, 31-year-old male, says that he feels obligated to hook up with me, 32-year-old female. I made a throwaway account because this is really personal and I'm really embarrassed to write about it, so please don't tease me or give me a hard time about it. It's sex related and if you're dealing with a dead bedroom or something similar, I recommend you don't read on. So my husband, 31 year old male, and I, 32 year old female, have been together for 14 years. Married for 7 years. We've always had a high drive and before we became parents, we usually hooked up anywhere between 5-6 to times a week and that's just kind of our normal. After the baby was born, things as you would expect slowed down considerably, but now that the baby is two and bed trained, we got back into our old pattern and I didn't really think much of it, but husband recently confessed last night that he's been feeling exhausted and burnt out. I might mention recently the little and I got the flu, so this may or may not play a role because he's taken on a little more than he usually does, but I've been feeling a lot better and getting back into my routine of helping out. I asked him why he felt that way, and he said pretty much everything. His job, juggling appointments, household chores, taking care of the little one after work, and then he mentioned sex was part of the equation. I was surprised because this was the first time he brought it up. We talked about our responsibilities are divided up during the day, and I offered to watch the baby more, do more chores, etc., but eventually the conversation came back to hooking up and he confessed that sometimes he's really tired, but he feels obligated to have it. I said, okay, let's slow down then. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Why don't we just take a break and focus on relaxing instead? We could watch a movie or just talk. And he looked at me like I was speaking Greek or something. He said he doesn't think that will work. Anyways, sex is really important to you, and he's not wrong, but it's not so important that I want him to resent me for it or something, but I don't know. Then we just started talking really casually about other stuff, and then you know he does that thing, where he says and does ask the right things, and then we hooked up, and I felt so confused about it. And I don't know if I'm overthinking it, but I felt really guilty like I should have said no. And after we were done, we were cuddling and he said, See? It's important to you. I don't know what to make of this. If someone could give me advice on how to deal with this, that would be great. Because I feel like I'm all caught up in my feelings and I don't have my head on straight about it. 
Yeah, I feel like his behavior is really confusing here, because from what OP described, it seemed like he was saying, oh, I'm so tired of this all the time, and then what, kind of initiated it? And then afterwards said, see, this is all your fault? I don't think he's being fully transparent about the way he feels or is thinking here, and I think it's for the best for both of them of putting it on pause for now and figuring it out together, making sure you're actually both on the same page and figuring out what's forward for both of you. This next story is Strange Exchange Stretched Over 16 Years A few years ago, someone, H, about 35 at that time, saw me, F, 33 at that time, and waved at me with both hands as if I was their best friend and we hadn't seen each other for a very long time. I waved back in a brief and much less expressive way, clueless about who this person was, For practical reasons that I will not develop here, I couldn't stop and ask. I wondered whether I'd met him on the bus or else. One year later, I saw him at a bus stop. I said hi. He turned to me and responded, Hey, hi, my first name, and proceeded to kiss me on my cheeks. French environment, but still reserved to people you know. I said, I'm very sorry, but who are you? He said, I am his first name. We were at the university together. I had no memory of him whatsoever. Despite his eager to greet me, he didn't try to keep in contact with me and didn't follow up. I thought that considering that he remembers me after 11 years in another country a hundred kilometers away from where we presumably met, we would get to know each other and I would have gladly agreed to that since he seemed to be a nice and interesting person. A year later, as I was in a period of my life when I had time to think, I remembered about this weird interaction and checked his LinkedIn. It turns out I left this university when he joined it, so we couldn't have been at the university together. I remember meeting someone at the library for about 10 minutes during summer that corresponds to his description, but it was no more than stating his name and where he was from and other usual boring exchanges. Anyway, three more years later, I changed jobs and ended up in the same department as him. He keeps saying to people that we know each other from university. However, when I tend to talk to him in a more familiar way, he reminds me kindly that I should respect boundaries and hierarchy. Today, I had enough and told him that we don't know each other from university, and not only is he the one who remembered me after a conversation of a few minutes 11 years later, but he also greeted me as if we were very close, so he should not blame me for being overly friendly. He said that he's just a very friendly person and there's a difference between friendly and familiar. He makes me look as if I was the creep. Unbelievable, don't you think? This is really odd behavior, and I don't know, if I were an OP situation, I would feel like he found my picture in some university book or something and held onto it or something. I mean, how do you remember somebody after a small exchange you had 11 years ago? This dude is just utterly bizarre, and I don't trust somebody that is like, do not get close to me. Also, I'm overly very friendly, so I'm going to get close to you. Like, what is that? This next story is, I'm, 27-year-old male, often not aroused by my beautiful girlfriend, 25-year-old female. My girlfriend is absolutely beautiful, literally the girl of my dreams. She is actually a supermodel. However, as much as I find her attractive, I sometimes do not get aroused when she tries to initiate. Heck, even sometimes when I try to initiate with her, it just doesn't turn on how it has with every other woman I've ever been sexual with. I'm fairly certain I don't have ED because our relationship started open. I never had this issue with anyone else. 
We became monogamous recently, but it's always kind of been on and off regarding my arousal with her. But now that we're monogamous and spending a lot more time together, it's become clear to me. I don't get it and I don't know what to do. She's starting to realize it and she's recently asked me if I find her attractive, which is crazy. She's the most beautiful person in the world to me. When we do hook up, it's great. It's amazing. She just doesn't arouse me. Can anyone relate? I need advice. I mean, there could be a number of things going on here. OP maybe could personally just feel too tired of maybe the same thing. It could be some kind of dysfunction. It could be that in the last year or so, you started having actual testosterone issues. It could be that you're doing solo time too much. It could be a number of things. Honestly, if you think there's no reason this should be happening, I think it's legitimately worth seeing a doctor over and making sure that there's nothing funky going on. And hey, even beyond that, I don't think there's any shame in using the blue pill if you gotta. Just saying. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.